0: Yama, I'm your host, Mari Pakai, and welcome to NITV Radio for this Friday, 12th of January. Coming up on today's show, NITV Radio's Saka Pachova speaks with Dennis Golding, Gamilaroi man and artist. He speaks on his art making in bringing together Indigenous cultural identity and contemporary symbols of strength and power in his artworks. And we revisit a conversation had with David Leha, Gamilaroi, and Tongan Man, more famously known as singer Radical Sun. And we share stories from NITV news team from their Summer Yarn series. All these stories and more coming to you after the weekly news wrap-up. Australia Day 1972 saw the first Aboriginal embassy erected outside Parliament House. The Parliament. native title legislation must be amended. And they've walked this land so many times before anybody came. I am sorry. Set to take the stage, rock theatre show honouring the legend of Australia's Warumpi band who made history as the first rock band to sing in Aboriginal languages. Literature musician... Jason Butcher is rehearsing to tell his, story, his father's story and says practising his father's songs is an emotional experience. Jason's father, Sammy Butcher, was one of the band's founders and now helps younger members of the community to make and record music. He is the Northern Territory nominee for the 2024 Australian of a Year Award. Wurumperee was formed in 1980 and wrote iconic Australian songs like Blackfella, Whitefella and My Island Home. And my island home, my island home, my island home, my island home is, I'm for me. Ilberjiri Theatre Company's Rachel Marza says the show is what Australia needs after the failure of this year's voice referendum. The show, titled Big Name No Blankets, will premiere at Sydney Festival between January 10 and 14th. Western Australia's hardwood timber industry is in limbo as it awaits the approval of an environmental assessment of alumna mining giant Alcoa. The US-listed mining company has plans to clear part of the state's forest in Western Australia – which the state's hardwood timber industry is hoping will supply logs for timber supplies. However, the plan is to be closely examined by environmental regulators after the recent state ban on commercial logging of the native hardwood that came into effect. The Environmental Protection Authority says it will carefully scrutinise the impacts of Alcoa's proposed activities and in the meantime will allow Alcoa to operate under strict conditions. The Forest Industries Federation say they expect around 10,000 tonnes of logs to be provided per annum under these conditions but the ban is causing concerns about where the long-term timber supply will come from. Agricultural Minister Murray Watt has criticised opposition leader Peter Dutton for his stance on the Australian Day merchandise issue. Mr Dutton previously called for Australians to boycott supermarket chain Woolworths after they announced that they would not be releasing merchandise for the celebration of Australia Day this year. The supermarket giants cited the decline in demand in recent years as well as the issue needing broader discussion in community as their reason for the decision. Matt Watts says the opposition leader is more concerned with scoring political points than he is solving the real issues affecting Australians. I think it really shows the kind of priorities of Peter Dutton. Rather than thinking about the things that are priorities for Australians, like taking pressure off cost of living while not adding to inflation, he's out there fighting yet another culture war, talking about what kind of products that supermarkets sell. Uh, I don't think that's the kind of priority that most Australians have right now. They're thinking about how they can pay their supermarket bills rather than what kind of thongs they can buy in a supermarket. A new report reveals fewer than one in four GP clinics will bulk bill every patient who walks through the door by bulk billing, doctors bill Medicare instead of the patient so there's no out-of-pocket cost for the visit to the doctor. A total of 514 clinics across Australia that bulk billed all patients at the start of the year had stopped by November 2023. Online healthcare directory Clean Bill contacted more than 6800 clinics across australia for the report its findings that the national bulk billing rate for doctors accepting new patients now sits at 24.2 percent average out-of-pocket costs for gp visits are the highest in new south wales act and tasmania A dam worth $1.2 billion in Queensland is set to be rebuilt following an assessment triggered by safety concerns. Experts had expressed fears that the wall of the Paradise Dam in Brisbane's north would collapse due to damage it suffered by Cyclone Oswald in 2013. A report showed the wall, which had lowered by 6 metres, to avert a disaster, could not be repaired. State and federal governments invested around $600 million each to restore the dam last year. But operator Sunwater says the dam's wall is too severely damaged and work will begin soon for the construction of the new dam in its place. Northern Territory Police have arrested three men in Alice Springs in relation to the suspicious death of a 19-year-old. The body of Yil Deng Gatluak was found along the dirt road on New Year's Day. Last night, or earlier in the week, 21-year-old, 20-year-old and 17-year-olds were taken into custody. Police believe the victim was known to those arrested. Assistant Commissioner Travis Worst says the investigation remains ongoing. So we're investigating a homicide, so the death of a person. Uh, charges will be laid in due course. I cannot give you a definitive timeline. Northern Territory Police say they are providing support to the deceased's family based in Melbourne. Yesterday they spoke with Northern Territory Chief Minister in Alice Springs. Social media users are accusing platforms like TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook of censoring pro Palestinian content through removing posts, reducing visibility of certain content and even blocking some users the practice known as shadow banning occurs when social media platforms mute certain users visibility and greatly reduces the reach of certain posts without any warning for the users affected meta which owns facebook and instagram says the issue is caused by a bug and denies accusations of censorship Research fellow at the Centre for Democracy and Technology, Gabrielle Nicholas, told France 24 that shadow banning is very difficult to dep- prove or disprove. So there's one possibility that it's a bug. Um, there's another possibility, though, that um, companies' detection systems for trying to determine what is terrorist content and reducing that, how much that appears to people's feeds, is accidentally picking up pro-Palestinian content. A new report has found the owner of social media platform X, formerly Twitter, has made significant cuts to global trust and safety staff. The eSafety Commissioner report suggests trust and safety, safety staff have been reduced by a third, including 80 percent reduction in the number of safety engineers. The Commissioner says the reduction of staff in key public policy roles could have implications for Australian users. New federal legislation has now come into effect, making it illegal to perform the Nazi salute in public or display all trade in Nazi hate symbols. The legislation passed in Parliament on December 6, it makes it a criminal offence to publicly display prohibited symbols and to trade items bearing these symbols, including those used by Nazis and other terrorist organisations such as ISIL. Attorney General Mark Dreyfus says the laws ensure no one in Australia will be allowed to glorify or profit from the acts and symbols that celebrate Nazis and their evil ideology. Devere Bromovich is the chairman of the Anti Defamation Commission. He told Channel 9 there has been a sudden uptick in online sales of the items bearing Nazi symbolism. Now I'm sickened and disgusted by the rush to auction these blood-stained items. And I have no doubt that white supremacists and neo-Nazis would be buying these items, not just to showcase them in their homes, but also to recruit new members. The bill expressly excludes conduct that is done for religious, academic, educational, artistic and literary and scientific or journalistic purposes. It will be the responsibility of prosecutions to prove that the alleged conduct falls outside of those exemptions. The nation's two most populous states are recording a spike in COVID-19 infections, driven by Christmas and New Year's celebrations. The emerging JN1 variant is what is spreading. New South Wales Health Spokesman Jeremy McGulty says there hasn't been this many people getting COVID in about a year. The JN1 variant is more resistant to previous immunity or vaccination, although it's not necessarily more infectious health authorities are urging the public to get up to date with their COVID vaccinations. As workplaces try to tempt or force employees back into the office into the new year, experts warn flexible working arrangements are here to stay. Many organisations are offering monetary bonuses or enforcing penalties to increase days worked in the office, while widespread working from home during COVID in the pandemic. But Senior Lecturer of Business Administration at RMIT University, Melissa Wheeler, says flexible working arrangements have allowed more people to participate in the workforce. She says the trend is here to stay in 2024, and employees who don't adapt will see their workers go elsewhere. Flexible work arrangements can mean so many things. Um, Probably the most common thing that people think about is remote working or working from home, but it can also be things like flexi time, compressed schedules, um, job sharing, and many more options. Flexible work, in my opinion, is only limited by the creativity that we are willing to accept what it could look like. Former Labor Minister Craig Emerson has been appointed to lead national review into Australia's supermarket sector amid soaring grocery prices. The review will examine the relationship supermarkets have with suppliers amid growing questions about the gap between what they are paying suppliers and what customers are having to pay. The recommendations from this review are expected to be released by the middle of the year. A Senate inquiry into supermarket prices to consumers is expected later on in the year. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says supermarkets had a duty to make sure they are providing affordable options for all Australians, especially when they're making savings also off of those prices. New South Wales police say an alleged plot to kill members of controversial rap group was likely motivated by a conflict between organised crime gang and the would-be victims. Detectives have arrested the accused coordinator of the criminal cell allegedly behind multiple contract kidnappings and a plan to target Sydney-based Drill Group 1-4. Four members of the group were the alleged targets and defeat and the defeated murder plot. The accused criminal cell coordinator has been arrested in a raid at Cartwright in Sydney's Southwest on Thursday morning. The twenty-six year old is expected to be charged with a range of conspiracy, drug and firearm offenses. Organized Crime Squad Commander Peter Foe says investigators have identified that the crime cell has taken on a contract to murder the four high-profile men. In football, the Socceroos are only days away from the opening game of their 2023 Asian Cup campaign against India. Graham Arnold's men are highly optimistic ahead of the challenge and are hoping they can do better than in 2019, where they were eliminated in the quarterfinals. Goalkeeper and captain Matt Ryan remains doubtful as he is still tr- struggling to recover from a facial injury that he suffered in December. Midfielder Connor Metcalf, who will be participating in his first major tournament as a member of the Socceroos, says the experience of older players is invaluable. What they did at the World Cup, the boys was unbelievable, and I think they'll bring that experience into this uh, tournament now. Um, and for me personally, you know, I've, you know, representing a country is unbelievable, um, whether it's a friendly or for qualifying matches. But when it's a tournament, it's, it's just feels like it's just different. You know, you, you really going out, each game really matters, and, and um, I just yeah, can't wait to play. Matilda's star Sam Kerr has undergone surgery for an ACL injury which has devastated her Olympic dream. The 30-year-old ruptured her ACL during training at Chelsea Football Club's mid-season camp in Morocco earlier in the week. Chelsea boss Emma Hayes says the club's star striker had gone under the knife after she had been in a simple and innocuous everyday movement during training. Miss Hayes says she was gutted after finding her key striker and did not want to speculate on Kerr's future in the club. And that's NITV Radio's wrap-up of the week. Thank you for listening to the news.